0: They're all saving one, or most of them most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth and he gets the run away through the onside. And Somerset have won! They've
1: won the Royal London One Day Cup. Hello there, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this morning, I've got the voice of cricket on BBC Radio, Somerset, Anthony Gibson. And Sam Dalling has dropped off again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, This is the second time we've done the intro this morning. So uh, I guess we'll leave Sam to uh, to pop in when he uh, when he can. It's uh, Sam's first time on the podcast. Journalist and broadcaster, Sam Dalling, with us for the first time today. Um Okay, but I remember we said in jest about this time last week, after uh, prophecies of confidence that uh, Gloucester would be six hundred for one at the end of day one, and although it wasn't quite that bad, uh, losing, uh, winning, Tom Abel winning the toss and bowling and seeing the Gloucesters eventually rack up, what well, they were two hundred, about two hundred fifty for one at one stage before. That's be fair, a decent comeback with a ball. Uh, late on day one, saw them knocked over for 343. What were we putting that down to then? It just, it just looked like rustiness to me. Josh Davey well, in particular, what... they just didn't look... Uh, Davy Brooks, they just didn't look like they were uh, putting the ball in the right areas enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, rusty was the word that um, both Jason Kerr on, uh, whenever it was, Monday evening... And Andy Hurry at so close of play on Thursday, they both said rusty, um, and they did look rusty. They didn't look up for it at all in the in the first two sessions. Um, the question, <laughs> the question which is begged by that though, is whose fault is it that they were rusty? <laughs> is it the players' fault, or is it the uh, the coaching team? I don't know, but um, they w- they weren't really weren't very good with the ball. Uh, especially after tom abel had uh, taken the decision to to put gloucester in a decision which he said to me on uh wednesday
1: evening was the wrong one so, so one, <laughs> one, hindsight's one a wonderful love. thing isn't it <laughs> sam's looking yeah. fairly stable there sam are we are we are we touching wood and trusting the connection at the moment welcome along by the way uh, yeah making your debut thank-,
2: thank you for that wonderful in introduction yeah you can't trust the wi-fi up north can you chef i tell you what we're not we're not in god's own country yet difficult isn't it with abes because i don't think many skippers would have made a different decision to the one he made at the toss it looked like it was going to do a bit with the ball i think anthony is being very kind to them they were piss poor for that first two (laughs) seconds (laughs) to be honest until the second new ball came, you know gloucestershire the marketer has batted beautifully but they just knew the four ball was coming. They didn't have to take any risks whatsoever because they were getting one or two four balls and over
1: and it just put them on the back foot and they never recovered. If memory serves, didn't we have a second 11 game between the start of the finish of the 100 and the resumption of championship cricket last year? I can't remember. I think we I think there I'm not going to go googling it now and looking it up. I'm pretty sure there was one, and the guys wouldn't have been able to play the full game, but they would have been able to certainly play the first innings, maybe not even the full first innings to get a bit of a bit of a run out um that was absent this year, which I think whatever you say about the hundred and whatever whichever white ball competition you are transitioning from in straight into red ball cricket without any. Any sort of match practice is going to be difficult, and I'm not not excusing um, the bowling performance because the Gloucester bowlers were on it right from ball one, and and you know <coughs> we always talk about the Somerset seam attack uh, of recent years being top class, and they certainly didn't do themselves justice, uh, particularly on that on that first day. I've totally forgotten what I was going to say. That I had a really good point lined up. <laughs> <laughs> you, can tell, oh, yeah. you can tell it's, it's Sunday morning. I've got co- I've got coffee instead of cider this morning. But that's, maybe I should switch to the cider at uh, seven minutes past nine on a, on a Sunday morning. I remembered now. Warwickshire won the toss and bowled Championship game earlier this season. Somerset put them to the sword. Another instance of bowling first this season was Essex bowled first in that infamous game where we lost by uh, lost by one wicket. The only other one I can remember is Lancashire last year, where we won the toss and stuck them in, and I think they got about 350, 360. And I'll, it was on my uh, on my to-do list this week to go back and look through all the instances <laughs> of where sides have, have won the toss and bowled at Taunton and kind of work out what the average first inning score is. But I'd, in the end, I just went on that gut feel. But do you can you get suckered into bowling at Taunton? Um, I think you can get suckered into bowling at almost
0: anywhere, you know, when, when atmospheric conditions look as if the ball might might swing and um the you know what's going on with england is sort of feeding that as well because you know england england like to bat last and chase and back themselves to chase down whatever target they've been set and uh, and the other thing that plays in favor at taunton of putting a side in is that the pitch very often gets better the longer the game goes on it, it gets it gets flatter it gets a bit slower but it's quite, it's very often quite hard to take wickets in the fourth innings at uh, at Taunton. It wasn't hard uh, <laughs> to take Essex wickets back in um, April, but um, that was the exception rather than the rule.
1: Do you think they had a figure in mind, Sam, when, when Abes won the toss and, and bowled? Because essentially you're bowling first because you think this is the best time for my seam bowlers to take wickets on the first morning of the match. I think it's going to get... I think it's going to get harder as the game goes on to take wickets, so I'm doing it now, and then all of a sudden it just doesn't work out. And then can that be a demotivating factor, do you think?
2: Oh, it puts yeah. a bit more pressure, I think, on the bowlers. I mean, they, they're professional athletes, so they should be able to stand up to it. But it does, psychologically, you go, right, well, we've elected to bowl first, so if we haven't got them a couple of down early, we've not done our job here. But yeah, they'd have looked at Gloucestershire, and some of us haven't had a great season with the, with the Red Bull, Gloucestershire have been about as bad as it could be they looked at that gone no Chris Dent stuff ago oh, I was missing and they have gone okay you know we're getting a couple of these early we get Harris early which obviously they didn't uh, suddenly you're looking at bowling them out hopefully for 200 they'd have been I don't think they'd have had a particular figure in mind but they'd have certainly been looking to bowl them out cheaply but I mean big difference from that Essex game is Craig Overton I hate to say it yeah. the attack just looks a bit one and a little bit the same you know He's going to go be up there next year at Gloucestershire, Marchant Lange, It hasn't quite worked out for him, but he was signed as that point of difference to go back to that Bob Willis Trophy final at Lords. What was missing was there was no, there was yeah, nothing a little yeah. bit different, whether that be an out and out quick bowler or the left arm seamer David Payne. The Gloucestershire have got that left arm option that Somerset didn't have. They had three or four bowlers bowling right arm medium about the same pace, and then actually Tom
0: Lamanby comes on and looks about the yeah. most threatening of all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They do have a left arm seam option, they just don't use him enough. And I know he's carrying a bit of an ankle injury. But he, even so, I asked Tom Abel whether the ankle injury meant that he was restricted in the number of overs that could be bowled, And Tom said no. Tom Abel said no. But I, I said several times on commentary, why aren't they bringing to top it? It was
1: like a cuckoo clock after about half past two. <laughs> like every quarter of an hour, why isn't Lammy be bowling? Why isn't Lammy be bowling? <laughs> no another quarter of an hour, why isn't be bowling? <laughs> well, yeah. bowling? But I, yeah, I, I totally take the point because as Sam said, you know, you've got Davey, Brooks, Gregory, Aldridge, are all going to be sort of right arm over, low 80s, um, low to mid 80s in pace. <laughs> Sam's pointing downwards. I, was, I think you're being I was generous. To, now, I, was being was dip, say, I was being yeah. diplomatic. And then, <laughs>
0: So yeah, I mean, you
1: know, I mean, during I mean during all you know I mean during the all the cricket that that we've played, let alone watched, is when you're batting if if the all the bowling attack is exactly the same and you haven't got to change a thing and you can just keep you know keep rotating the strike and then putting the bad ball away, that's absolute manner from heaven. So you know to have Lambe coming on and not necessarily expecting him to run through the side, but just. Putting a little point of difference in there and asking the batters a different question, I think is um, is something that uh, oh, it doesn't quite it doesn't quite say it when Lammers actually came on, but it was fairly late on day one, wasn't it? He picked up the wicket of uh, of Oliver Price uh, caught behind. Tom Abel's not bowling himself as well, which is seems very well, strange. Does he does he need a Lewis Gregory or somebody just to you know walk up to him and give a, a nudge in the ribs and say, so I think you should have a go here, Skip. Because it's very I difficult that, to bring yourself a, When you're, a, you, you're captain and sort of that fourth or fifth seam, it's quite difficult to bring yourself on when you're looking around the pitch at bowlers who are, you know, ostensibly better than you. So, I mean, do you think he needs that? The trouble is, he bowls one bad ball
0: at least and over. He bowls at least one full ball and over. And so, was I everybody else Gibbo? Well, they ahead. should be. I mean Josh Josh Davey in recent seasons has been very very consistent he's admittedly he's a much better bowler if he's got Craig Overton operating at the uh, at the other end Uh, Lewis Gregory obviously you know pitching the ball up giving it a chance to swing he's liable to be driven through the covers possibly you know once at least once and over Um, and I think Tom Abel you know values control like any captain you want want to keep control over the uh, over the scoring rate and build pressure and his own bowling doesn't really feed that sort of narrative you know because of of the one poor ball uh, per over he's a, he's an attacking bowler he swings it um and you know when he's when he's bowling well he's a real asset but he can also be a real liability and uh, i think at the moment he feels he's more of a liability than an asset
1: Oh, I feel quite sad after you say that, uh, Gibbo. Tom Abel be more of a liability than an asset well, with, with the ball. Clip that up.
2: Clip that yeah. up. And get
1: that one on media. Tom Abel is a liability, says Mr. Gibson. Um,
2: he shouldn't have to bowl though. He, you know, he should be the sixth seamer. The four right arm seamers. It's fine all being the same when they're giving in the control, and they did with that second new ball. They didn't yeah. with the first new ball, and that allowed them to get the game away from them. You know, you probably got the four right-arm seamers. Lamabie is the point of difference, and then Mahmood as the spinner uh, shouldn't have to bowl really. Tom Abel,
1: I do like seeing him bowl though. Mm. I I don't know. I mean, he's you know, he's taking first-class hat-trick. He's he he's not quite on the Stuart Broad level of of these hot streaks, but he can he can pick them up. He he can he's that sort of bowler. If he if it's his day, he can not necessarily run through a side, but he can certainly grab your two or three quick ones. And my kind of point is, if he's never really bowling at all, you're never gonna find one of these little hot spells that he can go on. So I I do take your point. I mean, certainly when when Craig's back in the side, it's it's a totally different kettle of fish. But I just thought you know. Two hundred Yeah, uh, 251 for one they were at one stage, off about 75 overs. I think Abes could have found himself three or four in there, just to mix it up. But anyway, you mentioned uh, Sajid Khan there, uh, Sam, along with um, our other new Pakistani import, Imam al Haq. I think they both had pretty decent games. There wasn't a lot in the pitch for... Uh, Saj in the first innings bowled his uh, 26 overs, none for 64, kind of just under two and a half an over, and then Imam uh, scoring a very very diligent and belligerent 90 in uh, in the first innings.
2: Well, I didn't. I mentioned Sajid Mahmood, didn't I? I got, I got, I got completely,
1: <laughs> completely confused.
2: And then the former England fastballer. Oh, well, like, Gibber was me.
1: calling him Majid Khan uh, and all sorts on <laughs>
0: <laughs> Majid, yeah. It's, I, I,
2: it's... It's... I, I was referring to completely the wrong cricket. It's because I was looking at Sajid Mahmood's LinkedIn page only this morning because uh, I'm trying to arrange it into Uh Yeah, so they're both, both competitors. Sajid Khan... Uh, jury's out, probably, on him as a bowler. be interesting to see what happens when he gets a go for fourth innings, maybe, to try and turn the team over. I'll be interested, once Jack Leach is released, if indeed he is released for the last two games, whether they both play or if just mm. Leach plays. You know, He gets through his overs very quickly. He's obviously a competitor. Turned a couple of balls in the second inning. I didn't think there was a lot a lot there in terms of international quality but it's a small sample size Uh, Imam will hack bite beautifully though I thought and he said afterwards he said to you Gibbo didn't he actually it was difficult going out there and he did exactly what Marcus Harris did for Gloucestershire just remain patient and put the bad balls away
0: yeah he batted really well the um, uh, Sajid uh, Sajid um, Graham Van Buren was asked about um, facing Sajid and he said he bowled really really well he was really tough yeah, to to face, and I, I like I like the look of him. You know, he's an aggressive spin bowler. He's yeah. in, he's in in at the batsman. I thought he varied his pace well and his and his flight, and and particularly in the second innings, he had a real real. He gave Tom Abel real control from one end, so he could shut up that end and then rotate the seamers from from the other. And I thought I thought during that spell, the whole the whole bowling unit stood up and and showed what it could do and and, but that was led by by Sajid because of because of that control and the threat to the Gloucestershire batsmen who were you know who were trying I presumably trying to get away I mean it was a pretty pathetic (laughs) if they were trying to get
1: away they they kept it pretty well Well, hidden (laughs) yeah well
0: but Van Buren again said that they were actually trying to accelerate the scoring rate but Sajid was bowling so well it made it very very difficult which may just have been, you know, making excuses for a poor well, yeah, batting they, performance. They but so. It was interesting. He, did, he didn't need. He didn't need to be uh, uh, complimentary about Saji's bowling.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting to hear that
2: because, yeah, it didn't look like he was. I don't know. Maybe you have heightened expectations of your international spinner coming in and running through sides, and maybe that's a bit unfair because he did. He, you know, he bought, what twenty-six of the first eighty overs in the first innings, which he wouldn't have expected to do, but that highlighted the lack of control. Um, that Ben Charlesworth fifty, you know, you should never knock anyone uh, making a half century. But if that's what, I mean, that was the dullest passage of county cricket I've seen in a long, mm. long time. It really was. And like, if um, if that's what county cricket is going to be, then let's play less of it because it really
0: <laughs> was boring. Like, it was terrible it was. to watch. It was a very poor advertisement for four-day county cricket. I thought so.
1: Yeah, I mean. If Graham Van Buren said that you know we were trying to set up that game on the third evening, you must think we're all bloody stupid. That there was no way they were. There was just it didn't even look like they were. You know, you can tell sometimes with the way that batters are shaping up and you know their, their body language and how they're, they're looking around, and they just didn't look like they were trying to force the, the game on at all. And okay, with the with the weather that uh, eventually came on Friday, they, Friday. Thursday, Friday, Thursday. They wouldn't have got Thursday. They wouldn't have got. it wouldn't have got the result in anyway. But even so, it was, it was just dire. You know, WhatsApp message fire. I go, what are Gloucester doing? Are they not trying to win the game? You you just didn't know what the plan was
2: because yeah, you know, you're saying all right. Well, you, you you disregard the fact it's going to rain on Friday. Perhaps you have to. Perhaps you have to play as if you're going to play four days. You can't think, oh, maybe it'll rain. Uh, for half a day but you know, what are you trying to do in the evening because most sides surely you want to get you want to have six or seven overs at Somerset at the back end of the day just to see if you can get a quick one and put the you know put them back under pressure for balance, we should say it's probably their prerogative. They'd outplayed Somerset in the game so far, and so they put themselves into a position where they could do what they wanted. But for a side, remember, that had to win three games. Winning three games for them, their last three games, might not even be enough. They probably draw wins out of snookers out.
1: as well, don't they?
2: Effectively. Mm. They're, but it was odd. Yeah. But maybe that's a lack of confidence. You know, they've had such a bad season. Maybe they actually think, what, were we go, trying to... go couldn't. down in
1: a blaze of glory. You know, it's it's... It, it's it's pretty baffling but anyway anyway so decent performance to wrap up the uh the gloucester innings after uh not a pretty inauspicious start um james rue his stock continues to rise almost week on week uh, an unbeaten forty four off uh hundred and sixty eight balls spanning nearly uh nearly four hours. Just looked the part again, didn't he? I mean, he wasn't unfurling, you know, the expansive cover drives to the boundary and hooking the quick bowlers off his nose. But what we've been crying out for as Somerset fans is batters to show a little bit of application. And boy, if there ever was a an innings that defined the word application, that was it. He looked absolutely rock yeah, they, solid from ball one. Yeah, well, two hundred and fifty. Did he played and missed? I don't know how many Did times. So. <laughs> yeah. Must be your side-on angle, Gibbo. I didn't see. I, didn't, I must mm. have missed that.
0: <laughs> And um the other thing is, he, he and Imam said this: um he needs to learn to rotate the strike. You know, because um, when you know when he was playing a shot, time after time, he hit it straight to a fielder, and there was plenty of opportunities there. You know, he needs he needs to channel his inner James Hildreth.
1: Well, I think there were times he was really trying to brilliant. rotate the strike, and Imam was doing his best to run him out. There was a couple of uh, couple of examples yeah. of that where the apple not falling far from the old act tree. Uh. <laughs> So maybe he was yeah. a little bit worried about taking the quick singles with him. I'm up the other end. But yeah, I take your point. But if you've got that ability to concentrate for long periods of time oh, and yeah. not get frustrated, you can learn to rotate the strike. When it's the other way around, I think that's the, yeah, that's yeah. the I'm a great thing. I'm a great James Roo admirer. Yeah. I I think he, he I completely agree with you. He does he does
0: look the part. He's only eighteen years old mm. and and he's he's still learning. And uh, I think he's tremendous prospect.
1: You're on mute, Sam. Did you want to jump in?
2: I can't disagree with anything you said, to be honest. I mean, it's great. You know, if someone like Imam, if that's the, what he's picking up in James Rue's game, it's showing that he's already thinking, well, this kid at 18 played, what, half a dozen games, already looks mm-hmm. the part. And so you're now looking at details. You know, it's, it's not really a detail about his batting technique or his application or anything. It's, it's just another thing for him to add. So I, I think actually, in a way, that's kind of praise for Imam, if that's the kind of thing. He's yeah. looking at um, it was is the thing with Rue that struck me early is his situational judgment. That is something that you can't you can as you said you can learn to rotate the strike, judging a situation that comes naturally and already in the various different uh, you know innings he's come in and played he's picked up the tempo and gauged where the game's at and what he needs to do very quickly. I think that's the most promising thing.
1: Yeah. Should we talk about the rest of the batting then? <laughs> well, it wasn't very good, was it? It was not very good. Um, Tom and was dropped by Marcus Harris at slip and was out the next <coughs> ball. I think that, that was a decent ball from from Payne. Yeah. I don't know what Abel was doing. He looked like a that just looked like a guy who hadn't batted for a month for whatever reason and could have probably done with an innings in club cricket or in the second eleven if that was available. George Bartlett. What were we going to do with him? Well, I was, I, I, was with the, him. I was in the. I was in the. The million dollars. I was in the director's <laughs> suite with Ben and, and the guys, and Bartlett played this exquisite cover drive. It was beautiful. I'm going to say it was better than anything Ian Bell has ever played. And. But, well. Okay. It was probably as good as anything Ian Bell has ever played. But anyway, the point is we all sort of went. Oh. That was a lovely shot. There by the time I, I walked down uh, into the con box yeah. and sat down next to Harry, George Bartlett has left a straight one, nice. which was just bowled from a little <laughs> bit wider of the crease by uh, by Tom Price, and just a misjudgment, which is cre- seems to have crept back into his game because he he was doing it all the you know four or five times in a row last year. He was out LBW or bowled leaving straight ones. I mean, you said Sam, what what are we going to do with him? For me, he just he That'd seems to be wandering sense. around the yeah. crease so much that he he just can't know where his off stump is
2: yeah it's tough you know you don't want
1: it's so easy on the eye when he's going look
2: that's why they're giving him a one-year deal and not a longer one because it's like it's saying we know you've got the ability we we do believe in you but you've got to show it because you can't get away you can make pretty 20s and 30s you know four out of seven innings if the other one or two you're going on to make a 100 which is what hildreth always used to do and, and he's not doing that so at the moment those lovely looking 30s are actually oh god's sake george come on you're you're in at that mm. point you're in if you nick off for two fine you know it's, it's not great but it's not it'll be he it just looked like there was a hundred there for him to take and as you say he leaves it well he's a straight one could hit the stump so um, I don't know what you. Like, what can you do about that? What, what can the coaches do about that? I don't. I don't know. Really,
1: I don't know. Well, he, oh, he, he said like, over the winter, I'm trying to get my trigger movement out of the way before the ball is released, so I'm in a still position when I play the shot. But if you watch him, his trigger movement—it's—it's it's, it's, sometimes it's a little one, sometimes he's wandering down the wicket at the bowler, sometimes he's going right across. For me, it just—it just, it just needs, almost needs to go back to basics. And I think. I I really hope this happens with George. I'm just going to I just hope he's he's having a net over the winter or you know later on this season or whatever and something just clicks for him and he just he just gets something about ah right and then just just cracks on. I don't know what that's going to be because if it was I'd I'd tell him and um, we could save ourselves some more. He could start again and change his
0: he could start by changing his guard. He's taking this ridiculous off stump I don't guard, think, he
1: is. I think Which he's... is
0: supposed to supposed to let the batsman know, you know, so he knows where his off stump is. Well clearly he doesn't know where his off stump is now he should, should get back to middle stump and and you know, put pr- then he'd know whether, the, whether he'd be in a good position to play whatever sort of shot he wants to, instead of coming right across his stumps as he as he is at the moment. Which
1: well, I think makes this Sometimes fun. he's coming all the way across. Other times he's 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 just having a little movement. Other times he's you know putting Smith, Steve Smith to shame with him. He's he's wandering over. It's just just intensely frustrating because yeah, the talent's there. And he should be, he should yeah. be scoring 1,500 runs a season with the talent that he's got, but it's just, just not happening because he seems to keep contriving ways to get out when he's set. Yeah. I thought in. a couple of years ago, he got 100 down at Guildford,
2: didn't he, a few years ago, I think. Um, is that right? Certainly. That
1: was that in Trez's last game?
0: It was. Yeah.
1: I think and you,
2: uh, about that, we're going back three, four years, and you're thinking this kid could be Somerset's number four or five for a decade to come. Like, you really, I, was, I thought they were going to build the Red, not build the Red Bull side about him, but I thought he'd be in the first 11, easy pick. And it just seemed to have gone backward a little bit. He's still got time to turn it around. Something does need to change because you've got to, if you get 30 and get out all the time like that, you're not going to last long. You're not going to have a contract for much longer because you've got to make big scores. Yeah. It's
1: very frustrating. Very, incredibly frustrating. Sajid Khan, uh, did you see uh, how he got out with his? Uh, reckons it hit his shoulder. I, I did I, he? I rewatched. No, I didn't think. I thought he was happy with the decision. Well, no. I, I, I rewatched it. I rewatched it a couple of times, and I thought. Is he up? Is he trying to get himself up for an Oscar here? Because it was, it was a. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he, if he, if he hit his shoulder or glove or, or whatever, but his acting was a little bit sus, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> he just sort of said that straight to the umpire, looking like that. I mean, it was. Yeah, I think it wasn't he was the finest piece of acting a, I've ever seen. he would be in trouble for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was might obvious find himself
2: with a letter. That'll be a level one. Yeah. We had Ian Blackwell in the back of the box
0: and he went, well, that's a level one straight away <laughs> yeah. because you can't, yeah. he did a step here you can't do that he was still he rubbing he was rubbing his shoulder all the way as he walked off as well and i've never seen anyone walk off more slowly yeah i know that's
2: right jamie Fort didn't run down to start like right like, looking <laughs> for it he seemed to be in that much pain
1: well if it was a tiny little flick as well it probably wouldn't be worthy if if it hits you that flush on the shoulder enough for you to give it the big rub like that it's got to be it's it's just going to plop down in, by your stumps it's not going to sort of zip through to the wicketkeeper it was a shame though because I thought he was batting really well.
0: He was, you know? yeah. He looked, he looked. He was, he was te- you know, he was, was, he was, he was putting the pressure back on the bowlers. And uh, I think he's, uh, yeah, he's a feisty
1: cricketer. He's I'm got I'm the bad. attitude you want, isn't he? That's that's the. Yeah. Most, if you got the attitude from an overseas player, that and and he looked like he had this sort of street fighter attitude, the way he was batting, really hustling, really getting through his overs, not giving the the batters any sort of chance to uh, sort of take a, a breather between deliveries. And you know a bit more help in the pitch for him, and uh, I think he would have. Had, he could possibly run through them. Be interesting to see when, when Leech is back for the Northants game, what type of um, pitch uh, Scott Hawkins and his team prepare. I mean, we could potentially have the return to side Rabad that we've been uh, clamouring for for the for the last two or three years. But uh, what do you think? Can we play them both I'd together? Be sp-
0: I'd be. Sp- I think, well, I think they, should, they ought to play them together, but I don't think it'll be a terribly spin-friendly pitch. It's
2: difficult, isn't it? Yeah, You'd want them to, you, you know, you set the pitch up for what you've got. If you've got Leach and Sajid Khan, then you'd hope it will spin. I don't know if you can you can turn it around that quickly and suddenly go back to what it used to be. Yeah, But, you know, That's Sajid a, Khan, he's batted seven in tests, so you probably can just about get him in there as a... Second spinner batter. It, to be honest, it's not like many of the top seven are screaming out it can't be uh, can't be moved aside from a batting perspective. So it's not going to weaken it, is it?
1: Well, speaking of prospective sides, then we are of course. Well, I'll say I'm not. I we I say you are up the M5 in a in a few in a few hours or so. Give up, up to Edgbaston. Uh, yep. Somerset taken on Warwickshire in a, another. Relegation clash in the county championship starting tomorrow. So the table is quite interesting because I reckon that if draws should be all right, three draws from these last three games should be okay for us.
0: Yeah, provided we get a few bonus points.
1: You know, a yeah, few, a few bonus few. points the other way. Because Kent, uh, so it's um, Yorkshire sixth, played 1129. Kent have played 12 on 115 in seventh somerset played 11 with uh, 111 points all the ones for somerset warwickshire uh played 11 104 and gloucester's propping up the table played 12 74 so they're they're pretty much out of it um and if we are assuming that it is two up two down which it is definitely yes oh, it's, well somebody was saying that that Notts needed to win division two to go up i forget who that was but was that there's no change
0: for next season there's no change for next season richard um what's his name thompson has has made thompson has made that quite clear
2: (coughs) yeah that's just a bit of knots motivational coach going in and going (laughs) right yeah we've got to finish first guys you know we have to to make sure we go up we've got to win you know i wouldn't read too much into that i saw that about knots but yeah richard thompson's been quite clear that we're not changing the structure, and they might play around the schedule, but they're not changing that structure of two up, two down.
1: Fair do. So we talk about Edgbaston tomorrow. Then Craigo um, is Sam's just done the fifty-fifty sort of face. Is he? What do you reckon? Then they'll he's he was in the in the box of you guys um, Monday, a bit sore and not able to bowl. Oh, well, then so what's what's your gut feel on that one? Yeah, he said he'd. You know he tried to
2: bowl the week a few days previously it just been too painful it, it's kind of back hamstring i know it's all like it's a bit chicken and egg which comes first and i think he said he'd had he'd a little bit of sciatica and they were just trying to manage it day by day with four feet he he definitely wasn't in the england squad they decided that because they had that extra seam cover anywhere there was no point in him joining up there so he yeah it, even if he hadn't been in the England he was never going to play last week for Somerset. basically he's hopeful of being available but I think he'll just have to see on the day I suspect he'll travel up and see how he feels in the morning I don't know if it's the kind of thing you can stick an injection in and get him through it Uh, the ECB might have something to say about that Um, he'll want to play he's desperate to play he always is Um, so just fingers crossed because having him in that side as well as him At county level at each being, at least being a dominant cricketer, it just lifts everyone else, having him in the dressing room he's one of those characters where the other guys look around and like, oh Craig goes here, okay, it just lifts everyone else a little bit, so I hope he's back
0: um, because he's huge, huge for that Somerset side
1: Yeah,
0: completely agree
1: So if he is fit, would that be the only change you would make? Overton for Brooks a few little questions about Tom Lamanby's continuing position at the top of the order whether a few people saying well we signed Andy Umid why isn't he playing you know we signed him to be an opener Tom lammerby has been the makeshift opener just paraphrasing is that
0: no I don't well I, I think Lamenby's a much better player than Andy Umid I don't know why they signed Andy Umid but um, you know he's 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 a very front footed limited opening batsman I, I can't see him adding very much I think the um, the the question mark is whether they, whether they play Tom Banton, um, you know, uh, either in place of George Bartlett or possibly in place of Lewis Goldsworthy, uh, who hasn't been getting many runs recently. I mean, in, I know he got the, the hundred at uh, Edgepiston in, in the um, Royal London game against Warwickshire, which may keep him his place, but he hasn't looked very convincing. Uh, he didn't look very convincing on um, on whenever it was Tuesday batting for Somerset so but
1: yeah,
0: um and make,
1: uh, yeah made 10 for his caught behind off uh, off Tom Price I don't know
0: I'd, be, I'd like to see Banton in the side I must say yeah give him this chance I think he's earned it you know he got 100 up at Ch- up at Chelmsford mm-hmm. as a con- concussion serve and batted really well he was you know much more like the the real Tom Banton you know he he. he Threw off some of his shackles and, and uh, played his shots, and oh, yeah. that's how I'd like. I think I think Somerset need to look at the way England are playing cricket at the moment, and and you know <coughs> let's let's be a bit more assertive in the, in the way we're going about it. Some of the batting this this season, all the way through, has been very limp. You know, uh, trying playing with soft hands all the time to keep it down. You know, they need to take the uh, put the pressure back on the bowlers. Bowlers don't like it up. A, you know, they don't like batsmen coming hard at them. They're, they're they're much happier just being able to bowl and bowl and bowl to batsmen in a defensive mindset. And um, you're quite right, though, um, about the draws. I think, you know, we don't actually need to win, um, certainly not win more than one of the last three games. Um, and if we can take a decent ball of bonus points in high-scoring draw, then that should be enough which may very well sort of influence the um the tenor of the batting which you know isn't going to make for great i can't say i'm i'm full of anticipation for what this game <laughs> is going to it's going to produce you get a turgid turgid pitch warwickshire are a pretty turgid side you know the prospect of watching sam ain and dom sibley put on 250 together you know doesn't doesn't exactly get the blood coursing through the veins <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, in-
1: <sighs> could the draws be enough? Potentially, be put the guys in maybe a negative mindset where they're just going out to look to draw the game rather than that's, than that's win what it. Would worry, yeah, yeah, that would. I don't be think good.
2: you could. I don't think you can do that. Like the mathematically, the point is absolutely right. And also, when you take into account the teams Somerset are playing, actually, yes. Three draws because you're picking up eight points but also you're not seen so you say oh even if you go oh, would one win in two defeats be better well no because you, even if you're getting the same number of points for somerset by losing games you're giving the sides around them points so you're completely right in the free draws probably arguably being the best outcome because it's denying other teams points but you can't go into games of cricket like that i think particularly aside that has shown at times this season, it's not being able to hold on and fight for a draw very often. You know, they did up at Lancashire, and it was a draw at Chelmsford. That was always going to be the case, but I think it's very dangerous if you ask a side that doesn't seem to be able to bat past the first new ball very often to try and hang, to, to go into it looking for draws. I, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of that approach at all. I, I just don't think I don't see how they can go into a game
1: looking for a draw yeah maybe just as as giver said maybe the way that influences it influences selection a bit like at the end of the 2005 assage where they brought in paul collingwood for simon jones because they only needed to to draw that game so you could potentially could see an extra batter bought in at the expense of a bowler and
2: could you drop could you the thing about me right if he's gonna play it should be in championship cricket i don't know how good he is he knows that he knows Edgebaston well, he's played up there. Uh, it was his home ground. You could make an argument for keeping Lamb and B in the side but dropping him. So Goldsworthy still go out, goes out for a mead. If you were going to try and pad the side of it, you could leave Goldsworthy out, bring a mead into open and drop Lamb and B into that middle order because I I'd be wary of losing that left arm seam option. Because um, hopefully they'd have taken some note of how well Lamb and bowled, even in those two in the short spells. And okay, we need to, we do actually need to go into a, get an innings planning to use Lamb and B, and that might
1: be a way forward. Yeah, so it's a funny one, Lam, because he was, he was never sort of being groomed from like the academy as this guy is going to be Somerset's next opening batsman to replace Marcus Triscothic for the next fifteen years. He just kind of stuck his hand up in the COVID season and he and he's been there ever since. And do you do you maybe think okay you say that he's he is he does look a more natural middle order player. Do you think he'll ever find himself back down there? Because our middle order is pretty congested with with young players. So it's gonna be difficult for him to sort of pin down a regular slot when you look you got Rue, you've got Banton, you've got Bartlett as well, who, you know, could potentially all all be staking a claim there it's it's a nice problem to have but I just wonder if
0: what about opening with Goldsworthy right hand left hand combination if he, if he goes in with um, Imam but I
2: think they're more likely to open with a, if they're going to do that I think they're more likely to bring a medium to the side now doesn't he have like didn't he have like the slowest half century in yeah. championship history or something, something like, like that right? yeah. if they do want if you want to do that I think you need one player like that. You bring him in at the top of you, your fine If if he bats for 80-90 overs and gets eighty or ninety, then if others are scoring at three, four, and over around him, which we've got as me. well,
1: we've got that that talent in the in the Somerset batting lineup to do yeah. that to score quickly and freely. Well, I don't. Know. Well, they haven't they haven't signed him for no reason. So I know you need squad players and, and backup players, but you think he would get his opportunity at some stage. And um, is uh, <clears throat> is tomorrow the right time? Who knows?
0: Not for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Will there ever be the right time
0: for you? Well, <laughs> um, when Mark Davis was summarising for me, when he played in, I can't remember which. I think it was against Sussex. Um, and Mark said he is so he's so front footed, <laughs> um, and he'll be you know he'll any any decent bowler is is going to sort him out he's 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 very limited and um so and he he did look limited in in the 50 over stuff didn't he everything was on the everything was on the front foot
1: i'm looking forward to maybe half past six tomorrow gibbo so andy you mean how do you feel on the occasion of your first hundred for somerset Gaddy cricket club <laughs>
2: It was a limited 100, but it yeah, was 100. It was 11. limited.
1: I mean, I only you know, I only had about 15 immaculate cover drives off the front foot straight, pat the uh, bowler, Anthony, but, you know, I'm limited.
0: <laughs> it's no, interesting, though, I, do I, think take, I right.
1: do, Yeah, I do take your point That Well, I think he's looked comfortable right against be limited, what's been thrown at him, so we have to see whether he can, he can adapt. Uh, if think. you've only got one or
2: two scoring shots, that's all right. It's okay to be limited as long as you play within those limitations. It would it, be interesting to see like, if he's tested. Was, what happens if he's tested on the back foot? What's he doing? If he's able to duck away from them or if he's able to play them solidly enough, that's fine. If he's taking on the hook shot when he's not, uh, you know, adept at playing it, then that's a little bit different. But, uh, you know, you can play within those limitations. That would be the difference. Um, I don't think he will play tomorrow, by the way. Um, it's all no, I don't think yeah, But,
1: you know, you never know yeah alistair cook did all right with the three or four shots that he had didn't he so uh oh uh somerset have just retweeted uh western storm are at home today uh they're playing northern diamonds they currently sit uh one two three fourth in the group in the rachel hayhoe flint Trophy, and i think they've got an outside chance of uh sneaking up the qualification their game yesterday was uh well, <coughs> excuse me their game on friday was obviously cancelled due to the uh uh the sad news uh of uh the passing of her majesty the queen um you met her a couple of times didn't you anthony i don't i don't want to go too much into this but um not in the
0: cricketing context not in a
1: cricketing <laughs> contest but uh yeah i mean a, a thread that's that's kind of come out is um when the queen met somebody she knew what a what a special day it was for the uh, the person she was meeting and uh tried to make it so
0: Yes she did. Yeah, yeah. She asked me about foot and mouth disease, and yes. uh, she was clearly had been very well briefed.
1: So, do you think she was more excited about meeting you or the man that steered no. the country through uh, one of the, <laughs> one of the greatest uh, greatest challenges it's ever faced? Um, oh. Did you ever meet Her Majesty <coughs> the Queen, Sam? We just kind of uh, just segued on to this a little bit. I think Sam's gone. I, Sam's gone again. Oh no! He's I back. didn't.
2: She came to Taunton once when I was at school.
0: She did, back in 2002.
2: Yeah, yeah, so I was out in the crowds. We left school for the day and when the Queen kind of wandered around Taunton. But I can't say I met her personally,
1: no. Yeah, um... Very sad news, and I think the uh, watching the test match up at the Oval yesterday, it was uh, it was a real sense of coming together and uh, an occasion there. And I thought everything was uh, immaculately observed and uh, a real great uh, tribute to the long life and service of Her Majesty the Queen. Right, shall we pop on to listeners' questions then? This is the f- this, you'll love this sound This is the this is the best bit of the week. Is this the bit
2: where Harry Everett was ask, answering the questions
1: before yeah, the podcast exactly. on social media? Sam, <laughs> sorry, Sam, this has bit bugging me for the last hour. Can you take the tag out of your new top? Because unless, no, unless you're planning to take it back to the shop afterwards.
2: <laughs> I've been issued it this morning, and I'm still deciding. This is a large, and I'm deciding if it's too uh, snug or not. So, no, I'm not going to take the tag out just yet. I'm going
1: to give it an hour's wear and decide if I'm going to upgrade. Uh, get your stink into it before you give it off to somebody else. Uh, right um, where are we then da, 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 da. Uh, Neil who is the mystery signing I've been sworn well, I think I've been sworn to secrecy on that one uh, on that one Neil um, John Hayes was cricket right to continue after the passing of Her Majesty the Queen I think yeah we've. Yes, it was definitely. probably right it was observed in a, a very respectful way and I thought it was a, a, a great tribute Andy Hurry got 34 off, I think he got about 34 back for Somerset Stragglers yesterday this is from Mike Unwin is he our potential opening batting uh, a solution to opening the batting? I don't think he is. Uh, Mike, I understand your tongue is fir- firmly in your cheek. <laughs> Didn't he take or
0: a catch to get Viv
1: Richards out
2: in the Lashings game years and years ago? I think Andy Hurry was on the field. So there you
1: go. That's his. That's probably the height of his cricketing career. Now, did he play for the Marines as well? Do they have a team in the whatever matches they have? Anyway, I'll have a read of his book. Yeah, I think so. have... yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one from andy cleave uh your team's a Warwickshire on monday and he's only changes craig overton in near fit for jack brooks gibber why are you expecting a result pitch to suit their indian seamer siraj it's normally quite turgid but we capitulated on that last season uh
0: not really expecting a result pitch no
1: um
0: i think it'll be a pretty pretty flat wicket i mean they've got good seam attack Warwickshire. not just siraj but more uh, and Craig Miles, assuming they're they're both fit. I mean, they're both good bowlers, good good seam bowlers. It's going to be it's going to be a tough tough game, but I think the pitch should be uh, should be a decent
1: mm. one. Yeah. Um, On oh, now, people are starting replying to questions. Chris Payne, please stop it. You have got a case of the Harry Everett's uh, draw plus bonus points. Da, 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 da. Uh, I think the general consensus of that is it's probably Kent who are now favourites for the drop, having played that extra game and only being what was it six yeah. or seven points ahead of us so it's going to be especially uh they've got to play us as well so that's potentially going to be a relegation decider maybe for them in that last game uh down at canterbury and uh tim knight has it been confirmed how many teams are being relegated from division one this season yes we think it's two pretty confirmed yeah. it's two and that's it. That's the. I think that's the bonus of doing this at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning and putting the requests <laughs> and questions out at half past six on a on a Saturday night. Is uh, you tend to get the creme, the cream with the crop, and uh, nothing too silly at all. Do we have any other business then, Sam? I Sam. I know you got uh, you got to shoot off. You're uh, up at the. Uh, what What are you up at today anyway? Just uh, if people it, listening can, defined- can dip in.
2: It's the final group stage of the ECB's new Disability Premier League. It's been a brilliant tournament. We're up at Neston. The week one at Loughborough, week two at Wokingham. It's a round-robin four-team tournament. They had a draft. Uh, They've got the players from the deaf side, the physical disability and the learning disability. So there's about 64 in the squads, of which 40-plus are internationals. The standard's brilliant. It's on the ECB's live stream. And the final is going to be at Bristol on Thursday before the England Women's T20 International. And there are rumours, there's murmurings that Sky are going to pick it up as well. So it's a brilliant tournament. It's been great fun to be involved in. uh, It's a long way from home, but it's worth being up here in the northwest. Although It's a little bit misty. I can't actually see out into the middle yet, so we're hoping that's going to lift.
1: Yeah, it was misty down here in Devon this morning. Scott Hawkins posted a picture of about half past eight on Twitter this morning of a very misty Cooper Associates County Ground. Where I'll be heading up to shortly with my little girl to watch Western Storm against Northern Diamonds. Gibbo, you'll be up to to Edgbaston. Yep, go up this afternoon. And uh, yep, because half past ten start, of course. Yep, they've got uh, the half past ten
0: starts tomorrow. Distinctly um, autumnal at uh, here at Langport this morning. Quite quite chilly, then mists over the moors, looking out across.
1: But you paint a lovely, picture there, a lovely poetic this. picture of the Somerset the beautiful Somerset <laughs> countryside uh, unless we've got anything else guys we'll uh, knock that on the for, for, this, uh, for the morning for the day thanks ship good stuff right uh, best of luck to Somerset uh, to Tom Abel and the boys proudly wearing the dragon up at Edgbaston uh, uh, tomorrow but for Anthony and Sam uh, have a good week and we'll catch up with you well whenever we can get round to it Cheers. Thanks, Chip.